Welcome to the End Times Chat. Our passion is found in the words of Jesus. There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. On the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. People will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. Each week, you will hear news from around the world that will urge you to wake up to these events to make you knowledgeable about what the Bible says about them. Join GJ and Dan in the conversation. The little ding was, are you ready? (laughs) I'm ready. Did you hear that ding? I did. Where did that come from? It came from my, some notification. It's Tanya called. (laughs) Yeah, Tanya called and I blocked her. (laughs) You're off her Christmas wish list. Yeah, it wouldn't be the first time I've been off somebody's list. (laughs) Get in line. Get in line. Damn, look at that hat. Hey, look at this. March to a billion. And that nice little cross there. Wow, I wish I had a hat like that. There's one in Dallas. I know, it's running around. Well, uh, I think, yeah, there's only four of those hats. So you have one. Brian Veneri has one. Yeah. Jimmy Queen has one. Jimmy Queen. And some guy in Dallas. Some guy in Dallas. Well, I'm hoping he's enjoying it. He should be using it right now because it's really cold down in Texas and will be for the next couple days. We're going to talk about that later, but he might need it. I mean, you might be providing warmth to somebody's dome. Hey, hey, I feel better now. Give the gift of giving. Hey, protect the dome. All right, so you got the hat. Yeah, I got the hat. What else do you got on? What else you got? Things that make make me go. Yes. Wow. Thank you, Mrs. Jankowitz. Wow. This show is now coming to a conclusion because Dan Crystal is big leaking me. <laughs> Come Just on. Saying. No, you have Come the, on. You're wearing the cross. You're wearing Come on, the- somebody. Oh, yeah. I'm going to trump you. Oh, yeah. The cross trumps everything. Boo. And then he, t- he turned off your video. Can't see a what? thing. What the heck? <laughs> can you hear me? I can totally hear you, but for some reason you turned off your camera. <laughs> How did that happen? I don't know. Oh my gosh. I don't oh know. My God. All right. I don't know. Me. All right. I'll do the show without you. Uh anyway, so we are uh while we're waiting for GJ to get back with the camera, because right now he's a white dot with another little gray dot with a little avatar that doesn't look a thing like him. And he's trying to connect the dots. So I might as well just give an update. Uh, I mean, we I had a massive win last week. Everybody heard that I, I finished law school, all my studies. But then I found out this last Friday that I passed the multi-state professional responsibility exam called the MPRE, otherwise known as the ethics exam. Passed that. Passed it. And now I got to pass the bar of the state of California. And I am looking forward to it. I am stoked. And GJ is gone. So. If you don't see us next week or any other week, we are going to be found at endtimes.chat. And you can find us there. I'm going to pull up the website for you guys, endtimes.chat. This is what it's going to look like when you go there. This is a website that our our very own GJ has put together. So endtimes.chat, this is where you can go to find us. You can see all of our past episodes broadcasts up to about a year, year and a half. So if we're not here for some reason next week, because of something that somebody else has done, then I will just say this, go to endtimes.chat because you will be able to find us there. And still don't have a camera, but we can see a black screen there, GJ. You can see all the broadcasts, you can listen to all the podcasts, all of our video is there. And um, we're gonna get to the sponsors later, but you can find us on all these platforms. We got Liftable, YouTube, Rumble, Facebook, Telegram, Truth Social, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 
Google Podcast, and on SoundCloud. SoundCloud's about two weeks behind. We'll get that updated soon. Anyway, we have uh, GJ was just telling me before he before we had the issues with the camera that he was you know, he's a little bit dreary out, and most of you guys have seen that it's dreary outside. The weather is doing some crazy things this this December, and for those of you that have any issues with depression during the holidays or feeling down and in, in the doldrums and the grayness of the sky, this does this adds to that. We want to pray for you right now. We want to believe that God's going to give you the strength to make it through. A lot of people that we talk to and that, that we that listen to us are going through some difficult things during the holidays. We're going to talk today about the Christmas miss and what we do not want to miss at any Christmas. So we're going to talk about that a little bit later today. But if you're going through all that, I just kind of want to say a word of prayer for you right now, just as we're getting started. So Lord, I just lift up everybody that's out there right now that is going through what we would call the holiday or Christmas doldrums, where it seems gray out there. It seems dark. It's cold. It feels ominous. There's a cloud cover, and it's difficult to see the sun during some of these times of the year for a lot of people. And it can be difficult to see the S-O-N, the Son of God that has uh, come to take away the sin of the world. But Lord, we pray for everyone that's experiencing these Christmas doldrums. And the things that, that bring them down during the holidays, we pray that you would lift them up. Let the Son of God brighten up their hearts and bring them through this holiday season. Whatever loss they may have suffered, whatever things they're going through, Lord, we pray you bless them and be with them and remind them of who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Just praying for some people that are going through some tough things this season, GJ. And pray for my camera. Your camera's back. Woo! Better than ever. I don't know what was going on. I don't know, but that was wild. Yeah. And by the way, we, me and Dan were having a nice conversation. He was crying to me. I had to get out the binky. <laughs> that is. I had to get out the binky for him. <laughs> and everything was good. Then we went live. No camera. Well, that's okay. That's that. You know what? We Something happens every single week. The enemy tries to knock us out, take us down, take us out, take our cameras out but we're not going to let it happen. Hey, I was reading this morning. I wanted to share this right off the bat, GJ. I hadn't told you about this yet because I literally... Yeah, you usually don't tell me anything. So I'm used to it. I'm used to it. Go, go, He's on the, the fly. Go with the flow person on the planet. He's a mover. He's a shaker. He is witty. He's got, oh, he's just all of those things. Anyway, so Habakkuk, of all the places you'd find some kind of an end times passage you would not think of the book of Habakkuk would you no no I wouldn't either so I was actually reading in Habakkuk today and Habakkuk says I will climb and this is chapter two I will climb to my up to my watchtower and stand at my guard post there I will wait to see what the Lord says and how he will answer my complaint you can read the complaint in chapter one and then the Lord said to me, "This you ready for this? Oh my gosh. I, I saw it today and I was thinking, I got to read this. Well, even if I'm not ready for it, you're going to bring it. Anyway, you should look up Habakkuk chapter two in, in Papa Reynolds' Bible. I'm curious to see if you wrote anything in there. And this is not the message, but we're, we're going to get to that later. But I could, not, I could not wait to share this. It says, then the Lord said to me, verse two in Habakkuk chapter two, write my answer plainly on tablets so that a runner can carry the correct message to others. This vision is for a future time. You ready? It describes the end and it will be fulfilled. Holy cow, Habakkuk chapter two. I just totally forgot that that was in there. It says, it describes the end and it will be fulfilled. If it seems slow in coming, wait patiently for it will surely take place. It will not be delayed. That is the first thing I want to start off with this morning because I've had so, here's a statistic, GJ, that you may not have read, or maybe you have, but the statistic is this, is that right now, out of everyone that was polled and that was supposed to represent the entire United States, so out of everyone that was polled, they said 34% of the people believe that we are in the end times. What percentage? 34%. And then of Christians, just above 50% believe we're in the end times. So there's a growing recognition that something's up, something's happening. But when I saw this today, 
it's an encouragement to, to still wait patiently. If it seems like it's slow in coming, you just wait patiently because it will surely take place and it will not be delayed. But that doesn't mean that our sense of delay is a delay, right? God's not going to delay it. So does Papa Reynolds have anything in there for Habakkuk chapter two? Yeah, he did a bunch of underlining. Yeah, I'm sure. One is write the vision. Chapter two, verse two, write the vision. And then chapter three, for the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and not lie. Ooh, well. Though in tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. So since you're the smartest man alive, you can tell us what the word tarry means. Tarry means it will not be delayed. It won't wait. When you tarry, you're actually waiting. You're like, wow. See, I learned something new today because <laughs> I'm not the smartest man alive. You are. Mr. Attorney not yet. at law. Not yet. Yeah, you are. I am, but not yet. <laughs> All right. So let me just read the rest of this. This is because it doesn't just tell us that the end is coming. It actually says something specific about the hearts of people during this time frame. It says in verse four, look at the proud. They trust in themselves and their lives are crooked but the righteous will live by their faithfulness to God. Wealth is treacherous and the arrogant are never at rest. They open their mouths as wide as the grave and like death, they are never satisfied. In their greed, they have gathered up many nations and swallowed many peoples. I'm just saying, sounds an awful lot like about what's going on right now. Amen. It does. Now, one of the things you, I don't know what triggered to go to this chapter or this book one of the things, and I'll just throw it out there because I know we always talk about weather in the beginning, yeah. Uh, which I know we have some things that have happened in the last twenty four hours. Yeah, it's coming. You know, you know how you get those. You know, you go to YouTube or go, you know, go to any social and you get suggestions. Well, I had like three different ones pop up on the Euphrates River, and I know on we've actually talked about the Euphrates River here on the show about it drying up. Yeah. And in 2014, it was actually shut down because they got some dams and Turkey actually shut it down. So it was flowing and it was stopping or maybe it was in Syria. So it was like, it starts in Turkey and then goes through Syria and it was, it was like stopped. So it wasn't completely dried up. However, they were stopping the flow of it. So they're saying by 2040, based on current consumption, it will dry up. So here's here's a couple of things to talk about. The Euphrates River in Revelation, it talks about the sixth seal, and the angel will come, and then it actually dries up what's left of the Euphrates River. And the Euphrates River has to completely dry up before the Battle of Armageddon happens. So I'm just like, okay, if 2040 is it, however, I believe that acceleration is happening because Every day, every every week, every month, every year, there's more consumption because of the growth. Yeah. And so 2040 was, and I don't know when that was predicted. So I was just, I just felt like, okay, there, there's another sign right there. And here it is. It's happening right before our eyes. So that's all I got to say about that. That's all I got to say about that. Fours. <laughs> well, I will. I, I love where you went with that because. Obviously, if things stay the same as they are right now, which we know it's not going to, then that time frame will be correct. But I think that will probably be sped up by probably five years, maybe four years. So it could be 2036. It could be. It could be 2030. It could be, well, 2030. Whoa. 2030. I'm just saying a lot of stuff yeah. about 2030. But okay. So speaking of the weather, though, and things drying up, here we go. I just saw this this morning. Right here, first of all, I just have to say, here's San Francisco, and this is me somewhere up in here, right near that little dot. But this is where the earthquake happened. 6.4 magnitude, right near uh, Eureka, California, which is up near the Oregon border. Holy Eureka. 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 I found it. That's what they said, apparently, when they found gold. Which, by the way, we know, we talked about it last week. There's a bunch of gold flying around the universe because of that kilonova. That yes. And, and we've had an elevation number of, an elevated number of 
6.0 and higher earthquakes, thanks to one of our roving reporters. Oh, Mama Reynolds. Hey. You weren't expecting that one, I know. Whoa, Mama Reynolds. It works, it works for her just like it does. Whoa, Papa Reynolds. Actually, she all the kids call her nanny. Nanny? Nanny. Oh, that's all. It's like an Italian way of saying grandma. That is so cool. Except that's Nana, I guess. Anyway, I digress. So, yeah, this earthquake happened, and I didn't feel it here. There's a bunch of mountains in between Eureka and where we live. There's a whole mountain range. But that's a pretty big earthquake, and that's really close to really close to San Francisco. So the fault, the San Andreas Fault actually runs right through this area and then through San Francisco and then down this direction. So are you east or west of the fault line? We're about 80 miles east of the fault line. We're actually sitting pretty here as far as that's concerned. We don't experience very many earthquakes right where we are. We're sitting on this massive pile of granite which is why they call right near where I live Granite Bay and the city of Rockland. <laughs> I'm just thinking, you know, we're, we're uh, and by the way, our backyard is filled with granite and decomposed granite, which you need a jackhammer to even get through. So, of course, Whoa. that's what I'm telling you. Don't tell, don't tell me you've gotten, gotten a jackhammer out. Man, I got a jackhammer out two years ago. I bought one. I'm like, Oh, yeah, I remember. That's right. Yeah, I, I remember. Totally did. Did you, I think, did you post this one? I'm not sure if you posted this one or not. I did not, but thanks for giving me credit. You got the credit. Even though you, you didn't know you've been big leaguing me from the start of the show with your hat, your shirt, cutting my camera off. <laughs> that was not me. So, shockwave from the sun. And this is, a, this is what they filmed when this actually happened. And this is supposed to be center point of the sun right where the earth would be. So this shock wave went off. And of course, what they're saying is in this article that it opened up a crack in earth's magnetic field and could trigger a geomagnetic storm. Well, they're believing that this giant, what's called a giant coronal mass ejection burst from the sun happened on September 5th. And of course, we're 90 some million miles away from the sun. So it takes a little while to get here. But this shock of solar wind which carries with it a bunch of different. I'm not a scientist. Don't don't quote me. Don't email me about all. This. You are the smartest man alive, so you know more than the scientists. Only because I read what they write. But it opened up some kind of crack in this magnetosphere of the Earth, and so this it was supposed to hit yesterday. So it was very interesting when I saw that that earthquake happened. I'm like, oh, I wonder if that had anything to do with it. I don't know. I don't know. But obviously, there's a lot happening on the planet, and that's just one of them. So then there's this right here. You're getting slammed over there, aren't you, GJ? What's happening? Oh, no, this is Japan. Well, I used to live in Japan. I used to live in Japan, but where I lived was in the tropical island of Okinawa. So you weren't getting any of this then, is what I'm assuming. No. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think so. So, yeah, Japan is getting hammered with snow right now. And just to show you that we're not making all this stuff up and saying or trying to drum up some kind of news, they're calling it a heavy sea effect snow and the coldest air mass of the season that started affecting Japan last, this last week. So blizzard warnings and all that. But if you check it out here, the Sakayu or Sukayu, I'm not sure how to really say it, but in Aomori Prefecture, known as the snowiest place in Japan, accumulated 57 inches. For those of you outside of the United States, 145 centimeters of snow on the ground by December 15th, 132% of normal. So it's definitely a lot more snow. And they actually had said that in 48 hours to December 17th, there was this one place, Hijiori, registered 134 centimeters, 53 inches of snow, which passed the previous December record, like on record of 107 centimeters. So that's 27 more centimeters than, um, than they've seen ever recorded. So lots of crazy stuff happening with the weather. And then there's this. I'm going to let you just talk. Whoa. This affects you Whoa. because that's where, that's where you are, right there, right there. Towards that corner, the other corner, right. the opposite corner. Yeah, well, not quite there, but close enough. Yeah. <laughs> so the weather has been, I'll just go, it's been up and down. So it's been warm and then it's been cold and it's been warm and it's been cold. 
We did get a little bit of snow yesterday. It'll probably be gone today. And then by Wednesday, Thursday, as it says, cold Arctic air is supposed to come rolling through the whole Midwest and then all through the the east. <clears throat> the east coast is going to get get hammered. I mean, temperatures are way, way below normal. And we're, I mean, it's supposed to be like minus 11 on Thursday. And then I saw down in Texas, you know, 32 degrees, you know, areas that usually don't freeze. So, I mean, it's, it's going to have a massive cold spell throughout the whole United States. Now, what's ironic is maybe what, what you just disclosed with the, the sun, the magnetic thing, supposed to hit yesterday. <laughs> well, maybe it's a couple of days late. And then you got Japan with their weather. It also uh, changes what you think about climate change. What? Yeah, I said it. <laughs> I knew that was coming. That's why I said it. I said it. He said it. It's getting colder, not warmer. Well, you know, then there's all these people that say, well, of course it's going to get colder instead of warmer because that's why they changed the name from global warming to climate change so they can find a way to explain it. <sighs> I digress. Things, things that make you go, whoa, whoop at that. It's like, you're acting like you're Superman. Uh, Boom. <laughs> I don't know, but somebody last week that shall remain nameless came out with a Superman card. Let's just put you that way. <laughs> yeah. So, so do you have like a, what is it? NFTs? So you, now you got your own NFT? I got my own NFT. <laughs> okay. I won't go there, but that was pretty funny. Okay. So GJ, we're kind of moving. I want to, um, let's see, this is still earth news. No, I moved this ahead. Sorry about that. Sorry guys. Sorry. Sorry. I got this. It's all good. Nobody, nobody leave. Nobody leave. <laughs> Everybody keep watching. I think you posted this one, by the way. No, I didn't. Oh, I didn't. Are you serious? This is brand new. No, I have never seen this in my life. Uh, I'm really. I've never seen it. It's all you, bro. I should start it's all names you. next to things that I've. It's all you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you should, but you don't. So I actually am going to change the name of this title. I'm going to say instead of. It's a picture of a secret new U.S. hypersonic spy jet. I'm gonna I'm gonna say a not so new, a not so secret. <laughs> What's well, not secret now? Not now, why did they come up with the titles like this? Yes. Now, before you go there, are we done with the weather? I don't know. Are you done with it? Well, there was a volcanic eruption in Sicily. I didn't even find that. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go to the thread. Go to go to Telegram. First time you've ever been to Telegram, I know, no, but I it's, it's okay. You can go there. So a massive volcano eruption in Sicily, and Sicily is what an island. It's part of Italy. It's a uh, island off the coast of. There it is. There it is, right there. Goodness gracious! If you go to Telegram thread, you can see the video. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna pull it up. Just yeah, I, I posted video. I, I mean, I was like. On it. First time I ever posted anything into the Telegram. Well, you did post it like this morning. I mean. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, because it's it's fairly new. There it is. Hallelujah. Whoa, that is insane. Those of you who can't see what's going on right now, we're showing smoke. Yeah, a lot of smoke. <laughs> but if you're if you're listening to the podcast. Go ahead and go to endtimes.chat and watch the latest video. Go to minute number 26, 27, and you're going to see this massive explosion that took place in Sicily. Holy cow. Yeah. Next week, we'll bring you volleyball by the volcano. Volleyball, I'm not sure. They better bring lead volleyballs, but that's probably what still melts anyway. Sorry, that was a bad joke. So that's crazy, GJ. I did not see that because you posted it like right before we went on the show. Hey. Hey, hot off the press. Hot off the press is right. Uh, you know what? You got me. You make league me and you were successful. That's all I'm going to say. Please record this. It's being recorded. Don't even sweat it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving on to your secret. Oh, yeah. So the, your secret. The, your little mayhem. The not so secret. The not so secret mayhem. So this is it. Here's a picture of it. So there's this new hypersonic jet that is supposed to be a spy jet. Now, why, for the life of me, you want to even show a picture of this because it's supposed to be a spy jet? Hey, isn't that what I saw on, on online? 
wow, that's that's interesting. That's not so secret anymore. Boy, that was really bad too. You're just gonna have to stop me from making stupid jokes. That was a, that was a dad joke. That was anyway. The first details of the mayhem emerged in 2020, actually, but now the Pentagon is announcing that they have this supersonic spy jet that is supposed to fly around and go so quick, so fast that you can't see it, hear it, or whatever. And they'll be able to take enough said. They'll be able to take as many pictures and do as much as they can reconnaissance before they go in anywhere. So again, I think this is more posturing why people uh, release these things when they do. But moving on to this though, Syria, this is wars and rumors of wars. It's kind of why I moved that direction. Syria is now claiming that Israel carried out an airstrike in the Damascus area. And so they've posted this picture and this is Syrian TV. So they're saying that they carried out some kind of airstrike. I don't know any other details other than that. But anytime I see Israel or Syria in the news like this, I always think Syria is to the north. North of that is Turkey. North of that is Russia and Ukraine. So it always catches my attention. Any thoughts on that, GJ? Gog and Magog. So the Gog and Magog war, that's why we're referencing that. Absolutely. And then there's this right here. And I honestly don't remember who posted this, but. Oh, I do. Okay. It was you. <laughs> it was you. <laughs> I told Alita, I said, I, I only have weather. That's all I got today. All you have was weather. A, and a big 5G tower. Oh, whoop, whoop. that's coming up. I got some great shot. I got some great pictures. Although I don't, I didn't find that 5G tower, by the way, but I will see if I can pull up the video of it if you want me to show it. The guy curses in the video, so I'll have to mute it. But so China's, I might even try to say that carrier strike group makes show of force in Western Pacific. So now they have these this new aircraft carrier that they've they've released out into the water and these fighter jets that are landing and taking off they're actually doing they're doing war games kind of pre uh, test runs and things like that and so here's another shot of well like, there's no shot there you can't see it but they're showing a bunch of videos i'm not sure what that was it just popped up there but that was weird it looks like it's not going to happen but they're they're actually carrying out these drills you got to help me out here. You're the guy from the army. They're uh, carrying out these drills and practicing taking off landing and doing these drills around this new aircraft carrier. It's war games. Yeah. So it's war, it's war simulation. Exactly. Thank you. See, this is what I, this is, look, I need you. <laughs> Can you record yeah, that? Record well? It's being recorded. So oh my gosh, lots going on in that area. Bring it, bring it, bring it. Lots going on in that area of the world. Well, we got to take a moment here and we got to thank our sponsors. Oh, yeah. Basically fit and free. Come on. Healthy body, healthy spirit, healthy mind. If you want a healthy body, healthy spirit, healthy mind, go check out the products at faithfullyfitandfree.com. You get a free devotional when you sign up for SmartShip and you save 10%. Hey. And the products work. I got some of mine right here. I love it. And you can get a, this free devotional called Be on Track with God. Be on track with God. So great organization, faithfullyfitandfree.com. Check it out. Dot com. Dot com. Also, we have targetonmyback.org. And I, yes. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I was <laughs> trying to get my attention. I was, no, I was giving, I was giving sound effects. <laughs> so let me just read this mission here for everybody for Target on My Back. Not the whole thing, just a little bit of it. But those who believe in, quote, we the people, unquote, that could be anybody across the world, not just here in the United States, now have a target on our backs. We do support the Constitution and the Bill of Rights as written. We support a fair and just constitutional republic that has full checks, balances, and accountability. In other words, a government for the people, by the people, because we are the people. But they have a lot of great products in there. You can support their work. And again, endtimes.chat. You can find us there in all these different Man, we got a new one. We got a new one. Slip, scroll down. I think. I think it's there. I think. Keep going. Keep, keep going. going. Keep. Oh, one share. Come on, bring it on. Talk to us. One share. If you need to save up to fifty percent on your health care, now this is United States. So if you're outside of the United States, they only service the United States of America. You can get your um, health. It's called health sharing. So it's got great benefits and. If you don't have health insurance, it's a great supplement. And then if you're overpaying on health insurance, you can sometimes say up to 50% and then use the promo code in times that chat and save 40% when you apply. 
Awesome. Well, we're so thankful for all the sponsors that help keep things going for us. So check them out. Check them out. So, okay. Check them out. You talked about the volcano, but there's also these weird towers showing up everywhere. Check that one out. I'm going to, I'm going to, while you're talking about the 5G towers, just go ahead. Go ahead and talk about it. I'm going to see if I can pull up that video. Well, so these towers are popping up all around, well, around the world here in the United States. There's a couple of things, you know, some of these are like massive towers. So 5G. So like right now, most cell phones or any new cell phones are operating on a 5G communication and it's microwave is what it is. And with microwave, there's radiation tied to it. So the stronger the, so like 5G is stronger than 4G, 4G is stronger than 3G. So, so maybe, you, you know, you've paid attention to your phone and looked at the different systems that you're operating on right now most phones are operating on 5g well 5g is putting out so much power now there's a lot of great benefits to it i mean i've been in satellite communications microwave communications from the military for years and you know the exposure to the human body is a lot so i mean like we got microwaves we got you know regular electrical lines well 5g is um wireless and it's putting out such a strong signal that it's actually having negative impact on the human body. So that's one of the concerns. Well, now they're popping these towers up all around so they can create these networks and bring everything so you can have Wi-Fi and, and cellular coverage, which we all love. However, there is a price. So what they're doing is they're making these aesthetic towers that are like right in the middle of you know everyday life. And however, they're also putting off a lot of radioactive microwaves. And in this case, this is a huge, huge tower. I don't know how tall that one is, but they're just, you know, they're starting to pop up more and more. And when you look at what it does, it's, it actually creates other issues on the human body. So on one hand, it's great technology. On the other hand, there's a downside. So I, was just, I decided to kind of look up and see what some of the different towers look like. So I'm going to pull it up on the screen here. So there's these 5G towers. And by the way, we had a great friend that actually stayed with us. I've mentioned her before. Her name is Faith. Her dad, his name's Eric. He used to watch our show. Uh, so I think he still does. He just has to watch it through later in the week. His name is Eric. And Faith, when she lived here, she, she pointed out that there is a 5G tower not too far away, a couple hundred yards away from where I live. The thing is massive. It's huge. It's got these, it's got, you can see on this one picture right here. This is kind of what this tower looks like around my area. But these 5G, look how massive that is. I mean, these are massive towers that are there. And there's some towers actually in the city built on top of buildings. So, I mean, they're putting these things way up there. You can just see all the different kinds of technology they have. But here's what, here's something interesting. When you have these towers up there, and I've, I've often thought about this because we have microwaves going through the air. We've got sound waves going through the air. We've got we have so much communication going through us and our systems right now that you are not aware of it. There is constant amount of waves and signals being transmitted all over the planet. And I'm not sure if, if you've ever done this before, but I've gone to places where there, are, where there is no cell service. And I've sat down and I take it. Is that in Nebraska? No, has it, I haven't gone there yet, but I think you have some 5G towers out there. But anyway, I've, I've gone to some. <laughs> There's one. One in Nebraska. It's right on top of GJ's house. No, that's not true. So I've often gone to those places where there's no cell reception, no service, no towers at all. And I was able to take a deep breath and almost feel at peace and calm just because I didn't sense any of that weirds. All those communications just flying everywhere, right? So I know that sounds a little bit creepy and spooky, but there's something to that. And with all these signals just being transmitted all over the planet, it just can't be good. That's all I'm going to say. True. And one other thing, why are we also talking about this, is like things leading up to the tribulation. There will be communication everywhere on earth, whether it's through a 5G tower or whatever, you know, whatever level towers, you know, because we continue to escalate, you know, technology continues to evolve between 5G towers or whatever that may be, satellites there will not be a spot on the earth that's left uncovered. Now, there might be poor communication in some areas, but they'll be able to, to track anything all over the world. And that's really why we're talking about this. Yes, absolutely. 
Uh, before I go to the next thing I, for leading up to the tribulation, I was going to say this a little bit later, but I'll, I'll say it now, that the World Cup just had their finals this past Sunday. Which was amazing. It was amazing. I would just say that it was probably the best World Cup finals I have ever seen in my entire life. Even the commentators were saying it. It was exciting. But here's just a picture of Buenos Aires, right, of what was going on in Buenos Aires, Argentina, when they won. So you can see just a massive amount of people in the streets celebrating. And I, I guarantee you they stayed there for hours upon hours upon hours. But here's what I want to here's why while this is playing, I was just I was just really curious. I'm like, how many people are actually watching this game? And so when I looked it up, I was more than shocked because they estimated, and really estimations are not even true. They they know what how many TVs and how many signals are actually streaming this, right? 3.56 billion. Wow. That's almost half of the population of the planet was watching this game. One game. If you just think about that, like this is the one sport across the world that people want to watch. Even more than the Super Bowl, even more than the World Series for baseball, even more than the Olympics. Soccer. Even more than this show. And more than our show, that's right. 3.56 billion people. If you wanted to get a message out, you would want to use some kind of medium like this. So I... When I thought that, when I saw that, I was like, man, I wonder if uh, what happens during some of the tribulation or even up to the end times will be communicated through a medium like this, because right now it's every four years is the World Cup, right? So that maybe in four years from now, there'll be something else. Four years from now, which will be, guess what? 2030, just saying, just throwing that out there. I just think that's really interesting stuff. So anyway, enough about that. Anything else? Well, Anything else? But before you, but yeah, before you go off that, so I actually, me and Alita had this conversation because we got home from church, and I mean, I was watching it before church. We go to church. It looked like Argentina was going to win because it was two, two to two to zero. Of course, France comes back, ties it up. Then you know, one takes the lead, then they tie it, and then it, then it goes to overtime, and you know, it's like, oh my gosh, you know. And of course, when it gets to that point. If you're for one of the teams, you want them to win it. If you're not, you know, tied to which team wins, it's like go to the penalty kick. And we had two games in the semifinals that actually went to the penalty kick. So I mean, it's pretty amazing how exciting it got at the end of each game, and and then the the excitement around the world. And I told Alita, I said, yeah, hundreds of million people watched that more than the Super Bowl. I didn't realize it was five point six billion. The other thing that I thought is like the amount of craziness, the fans, the fanatic around the world and all these different countries, how this meant more to them than Jesus. Oh, snap. That's one of the things I thought about. Yeah. And, and I'm a sports guy. I loved it. I loved, I loved watching. I'm, you know, I love watching, you know, especially the games that really mattered. The pool play, eh, not so much. But when it started getting down, you know, into the real, you know, win or go home, I watched some of them. And uh, so anyway, I was excited to see how it ended. And you couldn't write a better script. Like, you know, you know, if you said, hey, we want this tournament to go all the way down to the penalty kicks and the winner goes home, the winner. Uh, and then you had Messi, who was the one of the best players, if not the greatest player of all time goes out with a win. I mean, pretty, pretty amazing. So, and France could have been the first back-to-back since 1960. So, I mean, it was pretty amazing. So anyway, why are we talking about this? It's just the sheer magnitude of how many people tuned in, paid attention, and could be communicated with whatever that is. And then I'm looking at it, look at the idolatry that's attached to it. And so I might get some pushback from this. I love sports. My wife is amazed. Like, how do how do you know that? How do you know this? How do you, I go? I don't know. I have all this information in my head about sports from way back when, and it's a gift. To me, however, <laughs> it, it really makes no difference. You know, who were the starting five in 1972 for the Los Angeles Lakers? It really makes no difference. But I do know, and I know what number they were. Why? I don't know. 
<clears throat> so it's trivia like that. So what is really important is, you know, God wants us to have, have joy. He wants us to have fun and, but also give a, give back to the glory back to him. And, uh, and I'm sure a lot of the people around the world ha- were doing that. Uh, I just thought, look at the craziness in, in a good way, in a positive way of how much people put, put into this and, uh, in a whole scheme of things, it really makes no difference. Right. What matters is where are you going to spend eternity? That's what matters. Amen to that. And speaking of eternity, I wanted to just point out this one thing before we get into the message. You know, we were talking a little bit before about what's coming, what's happening, all the crazy different things that are happening around the world. The Pope has been in the news recently. Um, there's one video I'm not going to, I saw it posted on the Telegram channel. If you want to see the video about the Pope that we posted on the Telegram channel, please go to End Times Chat on Telegram and check that out. Uh, you can find out more information there. But when he gave his talk, I guess you should say, or ser- gave a sermon, he warned, this is interesting, that he has seen, not sure what he's talking about as far as seeing, but omens of even greater destruction and desolation for mankind. And that's a quote. And he said that we're in for some dire times. And so he is actually saying there, we're going to face some even greater difficulty. And he's right. He's absolutely 100% right. Now, even things leading up to the tribulation, it will only get worse before it gets better. During the tribulation, it's going to seem like everything is great, but there's just that's just a setup for the massive punchline of judgment that's going to come and the kind of evil that will be displayed on this planet. So he is 100% right. But I just thought it was interesting how this was all phrased and worded, that the Pope warns that he has seen omens of even greater destruction and desolation for mankind. You don't need to have anybody tell you that they've seen it. It's in the scriptures. The scriptures lay this out very clearly for us. So if you're, I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to down any Catholic, okay? I'm not trying to do that. I believe that there are, there are, People that are that are Catholic that are probably struggling even in their own faith and and they recognize that Jesus is the only way, that He is the one that we should be looking to. So I'm not trying to say anything about that because we don't. I don't want to lose our Catholic brothers and sisters from watching this and for the express purpose that I believe everybody needs to have a chance to accept Christ as their Savior, whether it's through the message that I don't agree with and I don't believe is right, or it's through this channel or what we have. I just want people to know who Jesus is. That's all I want. I want to know who he is so they can decide whether or not they want to follow him or not. So this kind of leads up to the whole Christmas mystery, Jane. I, I wanted to t- kind of make this a more of a chat between you and I, if we can, because there's so much information that's going around the planet right now, right? You and I both, we've been talking about it for a long time. There's so much information just flying around the planet. And it's going at rapid pace, rapid fire. It's so fast, you can't keep up with it. There's so much information in this world right now that's going left and right and all over the planet. It's almost like the four corners of the earth don't exist anymore. It's just all one big infinite circle, right, of news and information. And with all that information, it would seem like we would not miss something that could be set, had been said to us, but we can't. And we normally do. And um, I was at a party the other night. It was a Christmas party that this good friend of mine has every single year. It's the first year I've been able to go to it. But he had texted me. He and his um, and his girlfriend texted me and said, hey, we would love for you to offer a prayer and say something at our Christmas gathering as, as our pastor. And I said, I'd be honored. So when I went, I had just thought about what I was going to share. And I shared something like this. I said, you know, there is so much that we can say about the story of the birth of Jesus, which is, you know, Christmas is coming up. It's this coming Sunday for crying out loud. It's like so close. It's like, I can't believe how close it is. It's just crept up on us. But there, there's so much you can say about the story of the birth of Jesus. Although I believe at times we've made much of the story a grand production, losing a lot of the significance that the actual event holds. It's part of the foundational beliefs we hold to. It's more than a Christmas production or a lighthearted story that we tell our children. I mean, what I like to think of is what about, what about the pain Mary went through while giving birth? 
What are the nine months that she spent in tiredness, sickness, and her joints loosening to prepare for the birth? What about the fact that she didn't go to a hospital and one doctor and five nurses that were there to help make sure she gave birth okay? She just had a man, God forbid, <laughs> who was a carpenter, didn't know anything about birth and no babies, and some animals as her cheering section. That's all she had. Well, I'm not going to focus too much on that whole story right now when I'm talking about this, but what I do want to focus on is what we are called to do with this story, and that is to spread this story, spread this good news throughout all the earth. But how do we do that when there's so much happening around us and so much information that's grabbing for our attention? How do we get that message through? I take that thought, GJ, and I think back to when Jesus came the first time, and there were all these religious leaders that were guiding and leading the people, the Jewish people, and they were in synagogues, they were speaking the scriptures, and reading the scriptures week in, week out. There were festivals that were designed to help remind Israel of what God's done for them. And yet every single one, not every single one, there's a couple of religious leaders that did not miss this, but the majority of the, of the leaders, the religious leaders, that is, missed Jesus when he came. Missed him, missed the entire point of him coming. And so my encouragement here, and then I'll just open it up to share with whatever you want to share, JJ. I'll have a couple of things later, but... My encouragement to everyone is don't miss what we're trying to tell you today. Don't miss the message that Jesus wants you to hear, that he came to this earth, that he lived this sinless life, that he did willingly go to the cross to die for our sins and for taking our punishment on his shoulders. And then he rose again. This is the beginning. Christmas is the beginning celebration of the understanding of who Jesus is why he was here. And the last thing I want anyone to do is to miss this story. So talk to me about what your thoughts are about all this, GJ, and then um, we'll have a little back and forth if we can about it. That'll be a first. <laughs> yeah. That'll be a few. Well, before I give my thoughts on what you just asked, it clearly states in the Bible, there will be perilous times. So what the Pope was bringing out, I mean, it clearly lays out in the Bible, there will be perilous times. And we've had perilous times. We talked about the perilous times. And some of the news we bring, there's perilous times in some of those areas. Could be weather, could be war, rumors of war, technological persecution, whatever. So we're seeing that. And that's that's happened all through time. We're also seeing it on an elevated path. So going back to the birth of Jesus, on Sunday, our pastor, he brought up the question, why did God have Jesus born you know, as a baby? How come he wasn't, you know, put on earth as some like superhero where everybody, oh my gosh, that's the savior. And they talked about a savior was going to come. So, I mean, they knew a savior was coming. They just didn't know when they didn't know how it was going to be. So then why did God have Jesus born in probably the most mundane, simple way ever, instead of saying, Hey, this is the King of Kings. And it's going to be, you know, amazing and everybody's going to see it. They're going to understand it and they're going to give homage to that. That was, in my opinion, based on everything I've read, that was the hope that most people wanted to see. And God did not do that. And you can say, well, why wouldn't God do that? Because he could do anything. And then if you go back before Jesus was born, way back, I mean, you look at some of the signs that people missed. Well, it started out Adam and Eve. They missed. They missed the listening to God instead of they listened to Satan. And, you know, we, so we know what happened. They, they go into the Garden of Eden and they, they partake in the tree of life that, and they eat the apple. And it was more than just the apple is that they disobeyed God. And then they listened to Satan versus God. So, I mean, that was one. Then you look at some of the other things that have happened in the Old Testament. I mean, even Noah. I mean, they thought he was crazy. And for, I don't know how many years, but a lot of years, a good part of his life, he was building a, sh uh, building a boat in the middle of dry land. And they just thought he was a complete whack job. And of course, when the rains came, they realized, but it was too late. Then when Jesus was born in a simple manger with, like you said, the cheering, the cheering squad was a bunch of animals. There was the star. So the star of David was shining bright, and people did see that. And of course, 
you know, the three kings see it around, you know, from wherever they came from and brought gifts, they saw it and followed it. And it did shine onto, you know, the, uh, where Jesus was born in Bethlehem. So people missed it because they thought it was going to be some grandiose thing. I believe God is, is doing grandiose things. We just choose not to see it. And how many grandiose things do we talk about? I mean, look at the aircraft, look at the, the ability to have 5.6 billion people watch a one, one game. I mean, that's pretty amazing if you really step back. But what is the idolatry attached to it? And then why not look at the simplicity and the, pur- the purity of it? And I think lots of man wants to outdo what we did last week. Could be an event, could be a sermon, it could be, you know, whatever it may be, is trying to outdo it and thinking it's got to be more grandiose, more grandiose. And I think sometimes we are misled because of that and keeping it simple, a simple message in its purest form. And I think because Jesus was born as a baby, and as my pastor said, he goes, a baby changes everything. If it's your first baby, I mean, your whole world is shaken up. You know, you go from focus on everything else except a baby, and then all of a sudden having a baby that's completely dependent 24-7 outside of, you know, me, because I was walking at three days. No, I'm teasing. I could have gone Gerber. Uh, so you look at how a baby changes the whole dynamic of a household, whether it's the first baby or the 10th baby, you know, in a, in a larger family. A baby changes everything. And so if you look at the purity, and then I think also God wanted, because we are all born, and we were all once born and as babies. And so you look at that progression, and I think God was teaching us. So there was a teaching and sometimes the teaching moments, we miss the teaching moment because we're looking for something, you know, the, the final story, the big, the big close of whatever that may be, and we tend to miss it. And now, with the way the world is, it's like newest, greatest, latest, you know, whatever it may be, you know, the newest TV, the newest, you know, the newest car, the newest cell phone, or whatever it may be. It's like the latest and greatest, and sometimes it's like we miss what's really important. And I think that's what happened then. And I believe God is waking us up. So all the things we talk about, I believe they're all a sign or a precursor to a sign, whether it's a good sign or a perilous sign. We see that happening. And like you said, 34% of the people believe we're in the end days. And I think there's a, that's actually a higher percentage. They're just people want to they don't want to recognize it because it creates a sense of fear. So what do you do about it? Give your life to Jesus. And if you have, have given your life to Jesus, great. Recommit. You know, constantly recommit. Recommit. You know, what can you do to elevate your own life? What can you do to focus? What can you lay down so you can spend more time with him, Jesus? So I feel like we're at that point that we see the convergence happening at such an alarming rate on all fronts. And, uh, you know, Jesus, you may not live to see Jesus return. However, if you pass away now, are you ready? So to me, you got to be ready every single day. And the one thing I know with all the crazy things we talked about for the last few years, every week, you know, 111 shows, this is show 111. So 111 straight weeks, we've talked about a lot of crazy things. The one thing is, I don't find fear in any of it. I might find caution, but I have no fear on it because I know where I'm going. And when you know without a shadow of doubt where you're going and where your loved ones are going and people that you come in contact with, where they're going, everyone starts to remove that fear. And the more you lean into him, the less that fear is. Because Satan wants to create fear. Create, he wants to steal, kill, and destroy, and take the joy and whatever that may be, and uh, get us off path. So that's that's about all I got to say about that. Back to you, Dan. Well, I appreciate that. I remember, well, let me just say this. What you were talking about as far as missing the boat on whether there's a hero and that hero is Jesus, Tanya and I were just watching a movie the other night, and we were curious about it because of the premise in the trailer. 
And by the way, any kind of DC comic or Marvel movie, I think is some kind of message that's being sent to the world. I really believe that. There are billions of dollars spent on these movies being watched every single year. So what greater avenue than for the enemy to bring certain information our way to kind of show us, hey, this is what's going to happen, or this is what could happen, or to desensitize us to what's going to happen. So we, wa we watched this one movie called Black Adam. And there's one line in the movie. My wife and I just looked at each other and we're like, and she just said, I know. That was her only response. Because in one part of the movie where Black Adam, who was played by uh, The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, he was being encouraged by this other superhero character called Dr. Fate. Okay. This is going to sound crazy when I say this, but Dr. Fate is trying to encourage Black Adam. And he says in there, the world looks to look for the good to overcome the darkness. But sometimes you need darkness to overcome the darkness. And I looked at Tanya at that very moment and I said, holy cow. Like what, what a statement that is that's being made and people are just watching this and, so, and they're like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. Of course it does when you're trying to usher in the end of the age. That's all I'm going to say is that that statement is the worst statement you can make. There's only one way. And good is the only thing that could overcome evil. And that good is through Jesus. It's only through him. There's no other way. But there's going to be a counterfeit way that's presented to this planet. And it's going to be through the Antichrist. And that Antichrist is going to have, be more than just a little dark. It's going to be outright evil, but it'll be seen as good. Which is why the, in the end of times, the end of days, the scripture is very clear that there will be people that call good evil and evil good. And that's exactly what we're saying right now. But the bottom line is this, is that there was a young woman who was told that she was going to give birth to the Savior, and her name was Mary. And Mary went to go visit her cousin named Elizabeth, who was also pregnant and about to give birth. And when Mary got to Elizabeth to help her out for, with her delivery, Mary's pregnant with Jesus. Elizabeth sees her, and John the Baptist, who was in Elizabeth's womb, as a baby, leapt in her womb. And she said this statement to Mary. She said, Mary, blessed is, the, is she who has believed what the Lord has said to her will be accomplished. Every single religious leader during that time, up until Nicodemus and a few others, Joseph of Arimathea, they missed it. They missed a young girl giving birth to the Savior, which was prophesied back in Isaiah, that she will give birth to a son. And he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Prince of Peace, Mighty God. And then my favorite of all is Emmanuel, God with us. And so that is what I want to leave with you today. Because right now, what we can say is, blessed is the one who has believed what the Lord said was accomplished. Jesus did come on the earth. He did die. He was resurrected. And he is alive today and reigning next to the, and sitting next to the Father in heaven, reigning over everything. And that's the best part about this because we also then can now say, blessed is the one who believes that what the Lord has said will be accomplished, which means there will be an end. We started off talking about it back in chapter two that says in the end, it will look like this. So you can be blessed in knowing Jesus and knowing that this end will actually happen, whether it's in this lifetime of mine or not. It doesn't matter. You just need to be ready. And I want you to be ready. Chi and I want you to be ready. And if that's you and you want to and you want to make that that clear today, let's say a prayer together. Dear Jesus, we know and we believe that you are the Son of God, that what you said was accomplished. You said you would die on the cross for our sins, and you did. You said you would raise again to life, and you did. You said you would ascend to the Father, and you did. You said you would send the Holy Spirit to us as our helper, and you did. And you have also said the end will come and it'll look like this, and it will. But Lord, we want to make sure as many people as possible have an opportunity to believe in you. So Lord, we just pray this prayer. Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Make me new. Give me a new life and help me to live according to what your word says. Give me the strength and the boldness to carry out your word and to live it. But change me from the inside out. Bring me into a close relationship with you so that I can live with you forever and that we will overcome the things that would happen in this world. So we thank you right now for those that have prayed that prayer. We celebrate and we believe that they are now, their names are now written in, the, in your book, the book that only you can open and you can read. 
and that's the book of life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, God bless you guys. We will see you next week, and we'll bring it to you again between Christmas and New Year's. Oh, Papa Reynolds. Got a lot out of the Bible today. All right, God bless everybody. We'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to End Times Chat with GJ and Dan. If you decided to follow Christ, email us at endtimeschat at gmail.com. We would love to hear your story. Tune in next time for more. And don't forget to pray, prepare, protect, proclaim, pray again, persist, persevere, and pass it on. God bless. We'll see you next time.